I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. by dispatch today i'm Brittany, and joining me today as always is my friend emily lind hi emily hi Brittany. how are you i'm okay how are you doing i'm doing good how was thanksgiving it was non-eventful like i had some good food i watched planes trains and automobiles that's basically it and that was like good for me how about you it was fine. Did you burn Carlos anymore? No, I did not burn Carlos anymore. Thank you very much. And before we recorded, I got a video demonstration for my sister on how to use a blender. <laughs> Shade. I only watched the first 30 seconds, not even 30 seconds, probably the first like few seconds of her saying, hello, I am here to instruct you how to use a blender. And then she texted me if I was coming over today. I said no. So... Uh, I'm quite bitter, but uh, I did not burn Carlos. I did not burn anyone because I was not in the kitchen. Uh, my family, uh, Thanksgivings, I'm banned from the kitchen. Oh, okay. Not because of any previous interactions in the kitchen, but because the kitchen belongs to uh, my mom and my sister. So I stay out of there. Uh, but yeah, I was fine. Uh, got to bust out my... Uh, vintage uh, Scrabble board that I got from an estate sale a couple months ago. So it was fun uh, getting that out. It was, uh, I forget what year it was, but there's 104 letters instead of 100. And it comes like a little book. It has to be at least like from like the 50s or the 60s or something. So it was really cool to get that out and play with it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And Thanksgiving was fun. I ate good food. Got to hang out with family, talk with family. So that was fun. Until uh, 1 a.m. in the morning hit, and my stomach had decided that it was not okay with all of the Thanksgiving food that I ate. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, it, to quote myself to 1 a.m. to Carlos, um, I threw up from my butt. Oh. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was horrible. And then I got, I don't know, I have like a little bit of a cold now, too. So I'm just tired. I'm I've been at home since Thursday night. So it's weird. I haven't been in one place in a long time. So it's okay. I'm not as uh 
cabin fevery as I thought I would be. So I don't know, but I'm just tired. Like, um, I think my body was just like my body was just fucking done with me. Like I just yeah. been go go go. So I I think uh, this has forced me to rest. So that's what I've been doing is rest. So it, this always happens like a three day weekend or a four day weekend or holidays or something. So I'm glad it's happening now versus like in the middle of like a work week or something. That's true. Yeah. Oh, how was how was your Trader Joe's meal? It was actually really good. Um, I was I was surprised at how how tasty the turkey and the puff pastry was. Like obviously it's not going to reheat well, but it like it turned out like all nice and flaky and delicious. That's good. How was the parade? It was fun, you know. It was a parade. Hannah gets very excited about it. Seeing Cookie the monster. Oh, is that her favorite? She really likes Sesame Street still, so she's always excited to see the Sesame Street. But she's excited to see everything. So, yeah, there was a there was a lot. I, I watched it too, and I had been a long time since I had watched it. Like I woke up like right before it started, like my time, because I know it was already going during your time. Because I saw that picture of Weird Al with the <laughs> the baby Yoda in the window. But yeah, it was cute. Again, a lot of like D-list actors like singing, like Darren Chris from Glee, and I think Neo was there or Nelly or someone. So that's always fun, and the floats are fun too. Um, in the little uh, Broadway performances, Harry Connick Jr. in a bald cap singing songs from Annie is like <laughs> is is my favorite <laughs> thing right now. I can't stand Annie. I can't either, but Harry Connick Jr. in a ball cat makes it fine. Okay. I like the I like the baby Yoda. The baby Yoda was cute. Yeah, and I'm always interested in what like musicals are in right now. Like you know, of course they do something from Wicked. There's this play about Henry VIII's wives six. like coming together and yeah. singing. Oh yeah, it's six. Yeah, God, I I fail at history. But that's interesting. And then there's another one. They're doing a Moulin Rouge, but they're doing like more like recent songs. So like, that's nice. And I don't know. It was just fun seeing the parade again and seeing all the happy people and the happy floats. And it was fun seeing the Disney wish and seeing all the all the Mickey and friends, and I saw the Peanuts gang. So it's always fun seeing old friends. <laughs> Astronaut Snoopy. I love Astronaut Snoopy. I love how they're like talking about it. Like, oh, Snoopy's in space. I love it. I also love like Al Roker. Like Al Roker, like doing the um, doing the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade is like so funny because like he's just always like so into it. Yeah, he always seems very excited to be there. I know. What a man. But, yeah, no. Thanksgiving was good. Uh, have you uh, gotten any Black Friday deals? Um, Not really. I mean, I bought, like, a couple things on Sephora. And that was about... I bought some, like, candles from some, like, online, you know, homemade shop. And that was about it. How about you? Mm, nothing really um 
I just finished my scrapbook I make every year for Carlos and I was able to get some deals on that. So that was nice. Um, got some bike shorts from Old Navy. Um, I'm waiting for Cyber Monday to see if there's anything. So I'm hoping there is because I didn't really see a lot that interested me too much. I mean, which is good because, I mean, I don't need much anyways. And but it just it's helping me get my like Christmas list like all stocked up because like the things that I like I think about I need most are like an immersion blender and like a Dutch oven pod and just Mm, like some other things. So it's nice being able to get that together. And then like the family's getting like their lists together. So that's nice, too. Um, So, yeah, just waiting for good deals to come up so I can get everyone's Christmas stuff before the 18th because I want to be at least a week early. But Carlos is. Christmas is sooner so I need to be sooner than that so that means I need to get everything by like next week which is like kind of doable but I don't know then I have to get I have to find an appointment to get my booster shot and that's like more difficult than it needs to be because like I can't find any like Saturday appointments Oh. And then I probably just have to like go buy like a Rite Aid or a CVS or something and like try to find something. But also I want to wait like 10 days like after like I'm done with this like sick thing. Yeah, that makes sense. So that I'm like my immune system is like ready to go, ready to fight. So instead of fighting enemies from uh, Twitter, I'm, I'm fighting uh, germs. That's probably better. Yeah. yeah holidays are coming up and it's finally christmas time finally officially according to you so i officially have my christmas tree up officially um even though it's been up since november 1st um (laughs) i got some like christmas ladles from smart and final that say like uh little christmas things on them then uh, I still need to put up uh, just some more like little Christmas things. I need to get Christmas decorations too. Been meaning to go to an estate sale and, and get like just like some Christmas decorations or something because uh, it, I I need I need more Christmas in the bedroom because like it's Christmas as fuck in the living room, uh-huh. but in here like you can't really tell. Oh, okay, you like to have Christmas in every room. Yeah, it's nice. I, I like the feeling of Christmas because, I mean, you could be playing Christmas music and having the tree, but then in here, it's like a whole different story. Like in here, it's just like, oh, like the curtains are orange and, you know, everything else is like normal. It's like, no, we need some Christmas in the bedroom. Oh, okay. Huh. Well, yeah. Um, what else has been going on? Uh, let's see. Oh, I saw um, the new Paul Thomas Anderson movie, The Crush Pizza, because they're doing like it opens wide in like I think late next month. But they were doing 70 millimeter screenings in New York and L.A. And so I went to the Alamo and saw that it was excellent. Um, the main dude, uh, Cooper Hoffman, is Philip Seymour Hoffman's son, and he is really good. It has a presence that feels a lot like his dad's and it was it was almost a little bit creepy to see but he's like i was i was really impressed with him and the uh girls from hame are all in it and like uh, i just thought it was 
really, really well done. And I was like, Paul Thomas Anderson is my favorite director of all time. And I, I don't, I saw some people saying this is his best movie. I don't necessarily think that it is, but it's very good. And it was a very enjoyable way to spend a couple hours. That's fun. And you said all the girls from Haim? Like yeah. the band Haim? Yeah, because like he's done a lot of their music videos. Mm-hmm. And the main chick is, I forget which one of them is like, who's playing the main character. But then her character has two sisters who who is played by them. And then apparently her parents play, their parents play their actual parents as well. Dude, that's fucking awesome. I know. I only know Esty because she's in a Taylor Swift song. I mean, they're all in they're all in the video or no in the song, but there's a lyric that specifically says Esty, and I'm like, okay, that that is one of the Heim girls. So I don't know the other two names. Oh, Alana I, is the main one, Alana like, in the yeah. movie, and yeah, she's really good. Oh, I like them. They're they're good friends with with my friend Taylor. So <laughs> that's nice. So you're practically friends with them. Yeah, I mean. It, Taylor has many friends, you know, like he, he could be technical, you know, there's, there's Jack, Af- Jack Antonoff, you know, there's Adam Dresser, there's now Katy Perry, yeah, Selena Gomez has been OG since like 2009, 2010, Blake Lively, so, so many friends, like it, it's so nice, that's why like Gossip Girl was fun, because it's like, you know, getting to know my friends' friends, you know. <laughs> that's good that's nice yeah did you watch the bake-off finale of course did you i did what'd you what? think i liked it i thought like for a second there i thought it was gonna be chigs i have to say me too. I was really surprised when they didn't say that Chiggs won because I feel like he did amazing this episode. Yeah. Like, look, overall, you go, yeah, Giuseppe, like, if you look back over everything, like, absolutely should be the winner. But on the day, I really, I, it looked like he had kind of fallen apart a little bit there with his, oh my God. With his burnt rolls. Yeah, those rolls were so bad. He's like, this is how they're supposed to look. And I'm thinking, like, Giuseppe, my man. Like, you don't burn your rolls. <laughs> he was very sure of himself. And I'm just going to go, those look really dark. Even Chiggs was like, those look dark. <laughs> That's funny. But I felt for Christelle and her unbaked focaccia. How the fuck did that happen? Yeah, what, what, like... Because so often when they're going to do that, they know if they fucked something up. And so, but she, like, obviously was not aware that she had fucked that up. And that made it extra sad. I know, because she would have been a contender, too, if that focaccia was cooked. But I'm trying to think of what happened. Like, what possibly could have happened. Maybe it was just too much oil. Maybe her oven wasn't on. Because I remember seeing her, like, you know pricking it and thinking that it was fine but damn yeah obviously very much not fine but no i liked it and i thought it was a good considering you know it's 
you know, COVID lockdown and they can't do like the big, hey, you're catering a tea party for 300 people or some of the other shit they've done before. Like I thought it was still a good, like super challenging, like creative showstopper. Yeah, the whole like Mad Hatter thing was cute. And I I really liked it. I liked all of their bakes. They they all did a really good job. Like I knew that it was going to have to come down to looking back at their previous bakes. And that's why Giuseppe won versus Chiggs because, you know, Giuseppe's been so good since day one. And even Paul said that, you know, seeing his mini roles that he knew that he was the winner. Yeah. And, you know, for a guy who's been baking for 18 months, Chig's making it to the finale and having a good show of it. Like, that's that's crazy, in fact. That is so awesome knowing that. Because I forget, like, when Chig said that he started baking. I want to say probably, like, before COVID or during COVID, possibly. And knowing that he was able to learn this skill fastly and get to the point where he is now like bake wise is amazing. And it's so inspiring for anyone who really wants to go in there and give it a try. Yeah, it was very, it was, a, it was a good episode and the cute little wrap up at the end with them, like going on the road trip and visiting everybody. I got a little bit teary with Giuseppe talking about his dad. Oh my God. I know. And then how they're writing a book together. The most wholesome thing in the world. I love them. Yeah. And they just looked so stunned at the end. And I'm just like, oh, dude, you're obviously like head and tail the best person here. But. Yeah. And I always love how the other bakers are so happy. Like, even though like they really want to win, they are so happy for Giuseppe. And that's with all the seasons, too, is that they're just so kind to each other and they're so happy for each other when one of them wins. And it's just so yeah. heartwarming. Well, I think especially these past two series, because these past two have been the ones where they've been like, you know, it's not just something they shoot on the weekends. It's they're living together. And I think mm-hmm. that obviously, like, you know, if you're living with people for two months, that's going to create like a really strong bond when you're also going through this very stressful competition. I know. I always love when people like Jurgen say that they didn't think they were going to make it far and they have to buy clothes because they <laughs> didn't burn cute. enough. I love when someone says that each season, like that always makes me so happy because it's like, you truly never know. I mean, I truly believe that you are your, wor- your worst critic and that it's I don't know it just it's so it's just so funny how they always say that and that always happens at least like once a season where someone just is like you know I don't think I'll make it that far I'm only gonna pack this much because like I would totally do that I'd be like you know I'll bring a couple shirts and that's it but that's probably how Giuseppe felt too but I'm so happy for Giuseppe but I'm more sad that the show's uh over the season because it was it was a really good season it was like some really strong bakers this season. And I thought they had like a lot of, I liked almost all the challenges. And yeah, it just felt like a really strong year. Yeah, it, it was. And I'm excited for the holiday special. Well, where we'll see some of our previous bakers. I don't like when they bring in like uh, random celebrities. Like I just want to see our bakers. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't need to see like Daisy Ridley making a cake. Yeah, I agree. I want them to do like an all-star season though. Like a winner from each season like comes in and that'd be fun. Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't done that. Well, they need to be they need to do 12 seasons, right? And I don't even think that. Oh, I think yeah. that this might be the 12th season. Yeah. But yeah, that'd be fun to watch, but yeah, I'm excited. Um it's going to be uh, interesting finding something else to watch on Friday nights. Um I started that Beatles documentary. Oh yeah. It was fine. Um I think we only got like an hour, hour and a half in and we just both kind of liked each other and we're just like, you know, we admire and respect the Beatles, but you know, it it's it's like watching a video of your parents fighting for oh, okay. like 7 days and then watching your cousin sitting there rolling joints and sewing. Like, while it's all happening. Yeah. Because, like, literally, it's so funny. So, you know, they're here writing music and everything. And here's Yoko sitting next to John, like, rolling joints or eating or uh, reading That's the newspaper so or something. And it's so funny because, like, I feel – I've been seeing all these articles about how people are, like, forgiving Yoko because they're realizing that the Beatles are the ones that broke up the Beatles and not Yoko. But I, I don't know. I just think it's, it's funny how people are in- interpreting, like, this documentary. And I think there's supposed to be, like, more episodes of this because it's supposed to be, like, a couple days worth of footage or something. But I don't know. It, it was fine. I, I, I'll i probably go back and try to watch, like, some of it. But it's, like, long. I mean, obviously, like, you're watching them, um, you know, write all these songs and everything. But I don't know. And also, yeah. like... I'm not the biggest uh, Beatles nerd. Like, I grew up with them. Mama's a big fan. Like, I, I know, like, a bunch of our friends or just other people where, like, they they knew it. They lived it. I didn't. I, so. Yeah. I, dude, sitting down and watching a nine-hour Beatles documentary holds no interest for me. I already know they broke up and it sucked, but I don't need to watch a nine-hour documentary on why they did. I mean, people seem to really like it. It's just very much not a thing that I care about at all. I know. I was sitting there and I was like, what if this was like a Taylor Swift thing? And I'd be like, I'd be fucking hooked. Because, I mean, it's all about preference. I mean, like, obviously, like, if you grew up with the Beatles and you love the Beatles, like, this is going to be your fucking jam. But, like, for me, I'm like, eh, I like the Beatles. I respect the Beatles. But that that's... That's, that's where it is. and But I love Paul McCartney. I, when I saw Paul McCartney in concert, that was a religious experience. But, but yeah. Oh, did you watch Hawkeye? Um, I've only seen the first episode. I haven't watched the second one yet. Oh, that's good. Kind of like pacing yourself out. Yeah, well, I just sort of had to like, I'm like, I, I need to, I, I liked I liked the first episode. Um. I I like that it's not, you know, like end of the world stakes. And I like those characters and I like fucking pizza dog. So I'm happy. Yeah, me too. It's not as cringy or like too cheesy as I thought it would be. And Hawkeye is fine. So I like it. it it'll do. <laughs> it'll do. Honestly, like sometimes that's fine. Like it doesn't need to be. Not everything needs to be like groundbreaking television. It can just be fine. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when that's done, we'll be getting Book of Boba, so. Yeah, so we got another little, like, 30-second teaser for it, which is mostly just the same footage we saw before, except we also see him sitting down in the throne and saying, I am Boba Fett, and it was fine. Like, look, I'm excited for the show, but it's hard to get excited about stuff that we've already basically seen, just in a different arrangement. Yeah, I agree. It was it was cute to see like a little like 30 second snippet. It, it's funny because for some reason I have Star Wars muted on my timeline. So oh, for some reason, I, I don't know why. So Rick V is always the one to post something first. So like he's like my like Twitter, my Twitter uh, Star Wars updates. So I That's saw him funny. post that and I'm like, oh, there's a new trailer. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for your service, Rick. So, look, I'm excited for that show. I just like I don't need to see anything else from it because I'm already excited for it. And I am really liking the lack of footage or lack of anything that I know about this show. Like I see a lot of people like complaining about, you know, just the lack of information or the lack of this, a lack of that. Like I don't care. I really don't. Like I. But I know that there's a lot of people not like me, and I understand and respect that. But I'm totally fine without knowing a thing about any of these next Star Wars projects. If they want to release it tomorrow, like, release it tomorrow. Like, they're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. Like, the little I know, the better. Because then I'm going to sit here and think about things and think in my little head of how things are going to go and then they're not going to go that way and then I'm going to be left either disappointed or surprised mm-hmm. or I don't know so I I like it I don't I have no preference like this is fine yeah like look overall like I, I like I'd like to know what the next Star Wars movie is or something like that but and when it comes to a show like we know it's a show about Boba Fett we know a bunch of the people in it I don't want to know anything else about the show because I'm going to watch the show and I want the show to just be the show. I don't want to know everything going that I'm going to see going into the show because then it's not fucking cool. Like how, like, how fucking less cool would have Baby Yoda been if we knew there was a Baby Yoda? Yeah, that was a nice surprise. I, I was really impressed that no one had any idea that there was a Baby Yoda. And even though it took like five years for them to make Baby Yoda merchandise, possibly it was worth it. Yeah, fucking Baby Yoda was one of the best reveals Star Wars has ever done, and they're never going to top it. But, like, yeah. No, and they're going to spend forever trying. Yeah, but they're going to do it in like a weird, annoying ways that keep things quiet that don't need to be quiet. Like, you know, like some random bounty hunter showing up in fucking Boba Fett or something like that doesn't need to be like a huge secret but I don't know I'm 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 only looking forward to that um trying to think of anything else oh uh in the in the Empire article um they asked about um what what the Rangers of the New Republic and uh Kennedy was saying that there was, you know, like there were never any scripts written. And so, you know, it's just like a basic idea of a show. And some of that stuff will probably 
you know, be worked into the next iteration of the Mandalorian. So it seems like maybe that show was never as developed as people were talking about it. Yeah, I, I think that too is probably a lot of people who was re- who were really excited for Gianna Carano and then devastated that their inspiration, Gina Carano, was no longer going to be in any Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's going to be really nice in season three of The Mandalorian where we don't have to ever see that character again and that we don't have to judge a care or judge a an episode based on the amount of Gina Carano that we saw. Yeah, that'll be nice. I'm I'm happy to be rid of her when we eventually get Mandalorian again at some point. I know. So many people keep asking me when it's coming. I'm like, I don't know. Like, my boss is always asking, like, when's it coming? I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, like let me let me find my sources. Like, I I don't know. Like, uh, I say like next mo- like next November. Like, they keep doing these November releases or like late October. Like, yeah, let's let's just say there. Like, we don't even know if it's next year. Yeah. We we don't. I mean, we don't know anything. But I knowledge is not power when it comes <laughs> to Star Wars. I feel like the less I know, the better, because it makes me feel more human in this community. Okay. No, I get that. Yeah. So I'm fine with it. Like I. <laughs> I'm really enjoying the lack of Star Wars news or Star Wars rumors or anything because I just don't want to know because the more I know, the less fun it is. That's true. And often so much of it turns out to be not true anyway or true but then gets canceled. So why get excited or mad about things that probably aren't even going to happen? Yeah, you just have to stay indifferent. Like, I've been seeing a lot of rumors that Adam Driver's going to be Kylo Ren again. And I see that, and I'm like, okay, like, I'll I'll believe it when I see it. But things like that, like, I, I just can't believe it anymore. And I don't know. Star Wars is weird. I, I feel like more I see Star Wars as like uh, like work than like leisure. That's no good. It should be fun. Yeah. A fun like Bake Off or uh, Ted Lasso. Yeah. There should be a Ted Lasso convention. <laughs> Everybody walking around in fake mustaches. Mm-hmm. I'd go to a Ted Lasso convention. I would just dress up as Roy Kent because it'd be comfortable just wearing some soccer shorts. There you go. That works. And how many people would shave like part of their eyebrow off like Jamie? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I miss that show. Me too. So goddamn good. I know. So, what do you do during the holidays 
in New York or just in general. Hey, what do you mean? I mean, like, like, you know, here, for instance, like, you know, we can go out and drive and go look at Christmas lights because there's some fucking insane people here that like put up a shit ton of lights to then like the whole neighborhoods participate and it becomes like a whole thing where like you can get out walk around and then you go over there there's someone playing the tuba and then you go over there and there's someone selling like kettle corn or something like do you have anything like that in new york or just like any like parades or you go to the tree at rockefeller center or you go like see the the window displays at bloomingdale's because those, they're, you know, like, I mean, Bloomingdale's itself, but also just a bunch of the stuff around there is all lit up and pretty. And they have, you know, all their Christmassy displays. And then you you go to holiday markets. Like, there's a big one um, in Union Square and some of the other, like, parks where, you know, everybody has their, their little stalls set up selling. And then it'll be, like, you know, like, jewelry next to somebody selling homemade pretzels next to you know, gloves next to hot chocolate and just kind of wander around and look at things. That's fun. Have you ever been ice skating? I have never in my life been ice skating. You know, you're not missing much other than a sore butt or a twisted ankle. Yeah, I think I would have both of those things. I think me ice skating would mostly be me falling down. You have to have good balance, yeah. and and you gotta like bend your knees like at a certain angle, and then it's just hard because sometimes like the ice could be wet, and then there's just a lot that can incorporate into a ice skating fail. I haven't been in years. When I used to work at the ice skating rink, I used to see a bunch of like injuries and everything, and. It was not fun. And then, like, everyone had to sign waivers. And then, like, you'd have to get off the ice every hour because, like, the dude in the Zamboni would have to clean the ice. And then sometimes it wasn't open because it would rain. And then, like, the ice would melt. And there's just, like, so many things that could go wrong in an ice skating rink. But then also it's expensive, too. I don't know how down there does it where, like, I don't know how much it is, like, for an hour or an hour and a half or I don't know. But. I've never looked into it. I would imagine fairly expensive. Like most oh, yeah. things here. Because it's like the thing to do in wintertime in in New York. I mean, can't you go ice skating too? I, I saw it in Gossip Girl in... Uh... There's a rink at Rockefeller Center. The outdoor one. That's the one you see in all like the romantic comedies and stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. Then isn't there one... What's that park called? Central Park? Central Park. Yeah, there is. Okay. There's just so many parks, but I feel horrible that I forgot about the the most famous park in the United States. <laughs> I Honestly, I, I haven't even set foot in Central Park in like five years. So, because it's way up there, you know, and I'm in Brooklyn. When I went in 2014, I went during the summertime and it was horrible because it was just so humid. We walked around Central Park. My mom got a hot dog and she was really happy. And I was just like, this is hot. Get me the heck out of here. My shoes are giving me blisters. This is bad. Um, 
I need to go back and like give New York a second chance, but yeah. I don't know when I would want to do that. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Come out, see a show. Yeah, and get Carlos to come too, because we want to do an adult version of like the DC trips that like the kids would do in middle school, where we go to like Boston. Uh, we go to DC, New York, forget what other stops you make, but we want to do fun. that sometime. I know. Yeah. I don't know. There's a bunch that we want to do, especially in the new year too. Cause well, 2022 is going to be rough because there's celebration. Mm-hmm. There's D23. And that's really it. Then, I don't know. I don't think of things. Then the next couple years, you want to go outside of the country. But with COVID and everything, I don't even know when we'll be able to do that. But I want to do that at least like three to four years from now. Yeah, it's sort of, it's hard to make those sort of plans right now. I know. Yeah, international travel. I mean, I've never been outside of the United States, you know, other than, like, going to, like, Mexico a few times, once on a cruise ship, another with a friend. But, yeah, I've never done it. I've always wanted to, though. I have my passport ready. I got my passport when I first started dating Carlos, so then COVID happened. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, at least I'll have it. (laughs) Anything else going on? No, just, uh... Trying to stay alive and indoors. <laughs> Man, there's really nothing going on. But that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. We don't have to have things going on. Uh, of course, we do have to find something else to talk about now that Bake Off's over. Shit. We need to start watching uh, Deadwood again. Yeah, I don't even remember where he left off. Well, there's always a Mendo movie, too, because there's a bunch of Mendo movies that we still haven't done. Yeah, Turbo would be happy if we went back to doing that again. Yeah, and so would Ben Mendelsohn, because I I think that Ben Mendelsohn is getting really close to having to email the podcast requesting more monthly Mendo movies. When does, uh, doesn't, uh, Sierra come out soon? I think so. I remember seeing a trailer for it, like, just recently. When did it come out? Oh, December 31st. Oh, wow. That's okay, a long well, time from now. Well, no, I mean, then we, have a, then we have a January monthly Mendo movie. Oh, there we go. It's a musical, right? Yeah. We'll see. I mean, I don't particularly like musicals, but I do like Ben Mendelsohn, and I really like Peter Dinklage, so. Maybe they will inspire you to like musicals we'll see i mean even the musicals i like i don't particularly like there's no there's a i like little shop of horrors and (laughs) that's that's the one i like i like rocky horror and then there's stuff i'm okay with like like miz which i was super into when i was a kid and phantom which i was super into but now i'm like ugh. yeah i was super into rent as a kid we still need to watch that uh, Tick, Tick, Boom on uh, Netflix with Andrew Garfield playing Jonathan Larson. Because I think I'd like that. 
Yeah. That seems like a Britney movie. Yeah. Music and Spider-Man. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll find something else to get into. Yeah. Or else next week's just going to be really boring. <laughs> Quite possibly. Uh, we just need to start a fight with somebody. Who could we fight? Like, I, I was thinking about that, too. Because, like, we've hit a truce with Chris Fresh. Like, Chris Fresh, like, I have decided that I will no longer fight Chris Fresh. Because I refuse to tell my sister that he says hi. Okay. So, so uh, that's done. Well, there's always other, uh, there's other Chris, like Chris Hall. Like, why not, why not extend the fighting hand to another Chris? Oh, okay. That's, e- I mean, it's easy to do. Yeah. Because, you know, when I would go after Chris Fresh, like, it was, it was just so, it would just roll off my tongue, Chris Fresh. But, but C- Chris Hall. Okay. Chris Hall. In your boring amusement parks. <laughs> Your boring, sad, rainy amusement parks. All right. Sounds good. Well, we'll we'll pencil that in. See how they respond. Yeah. 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 You know, plus it's Christmas time, too. And, like, I feel like Chris Fresh gets a pass because, you know, it's, it's Christmas time. You know, it's his time of year. Truce. It's fine. But but Chris Hall, like Chris Hall, needs to reevaluate where he spends his his fun time, and not at boring amusement parks. Okay, all right. Uh, I'm sure he'll take that under advisement. Okay, good. I I hope so. Is that it for this episode? We we yeah. we we talked about Boba Fett for five seconds. We tried to start another feud. Talked about Bake Off. Yeah, I, I think that's it before we try to fight anyone else because I can't really think about anyone else we could fight. Nah. It can just be it can be Chris Hall and the rest of the Scruffy Boys. That's fine. What's Kev up to? I don't know. Being Kev. Sounds about right. Going to cons. Not meeting Riz Ahmed again. What keeps happening with that? <laughs> Riz Ahmed keeps canceling. Oh. I think this is the third time. Maybe he just sees that Kev's going to be there and he's like, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't fucking do it. I mean, fair enough. Yeah, we can fight all of them about Ed. Ed's too nice. Okay. Jimmy seems slightly too easygoing to fight, but we, we'll find something. Yeah, like he just says they're all cool with sunglasses, like not giving a fuck. Like, uh, he's cool. <laughs> So I, I really I really think that it really like it comes down to Kev and Chris Hall. Okay. I mean they, they do seem the more most likely to fight back, which is what we want. So exactly. Like you said, Ed is too nice. Yeah. Oh, and Hannah is FaceTiming me. Oh yay. I will call her back in a little bit. Wonderful. Well, Emily, uh, where can you find you in the podcast and social media? I am on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind, and the show is at CantoBite Pod on both those places. You can also send us emails at CantoBitePod at gmail.com. How about you? 
You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Canto Brit. Great. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Here we go. Yo, 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 and away we go It's time to serenade my girl Lindo Sorry the ladies where I had to say no But if I'm cheating on Serena, it's on Canto No shame in the game Make even Rogue One seem tame But I blame it on Brit with a ginger main main Yeah, that's fire Love on the rocks leaves the love on my socks Lindo fanfic leaves y'all shocked Especially when y'all truly whips out his cock Canto bite Episode 100 Hey yo, I'm back, no fulcrum this time I'm on a flight to the bay and I'm writing some rhymes My top three running through my head, you know So I had to come correct when they hit the hundo My girls E&B deserve congratulations Our adulation for the weekly creation My last celebration was all about them But this time I gotta drop lines for our friends This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up, bitches all my Canto bitches Start off with my Aussies Catherine's a sweet one Brought cash into lunch With Canto bitch number one Josh made it a team And had bourbon and cornflakes The kind of ice cream That made him show me his old face Got to meet Turbo And throw back some brews Fish tacos and San Fran You know we approve Rebecca from Perth I haven't met you yet Last shout to Fruity Dude I didn't forget This is for the bitches Strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches All the Canto bitches This one's for my bitches Only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches all my canto bitches Rabia and Adele often email the show I cut a track on them trolls with Johnny Grasso Jesse McGee busted a rap for me Met her and horse B at Scum and Villainy King Tom Death Watch The most regal of fathers Got to behold the luscious locks of Strata Shouted Rusty last time so I shout a Raj too You know the list ain't complete without lesson boo This is for the bitches Strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches All the canto bitches This one's for my bitches Only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches all my canto bitches Now if I didn't say your name Don't feel no shame You love the fun, the games And refresher bangs Hang on every word of Lindo's fanfic Where she describes every vein in Mendo's dick Spread the word Maybe buy a t-shirt I don't know Maybe ask the girls if Yaddle squirts Take your CBD Send in your top three, And you'll always be a bitch like me Get him, Eric